Hey, Shoujo fans! Welcome to episode 6 of Shoujo Sunday. This week we'll be discussing episode 16 to 18 of Maid Sama. Let's dig in. Okay, so where we left off, in the last episode, Mizaki punished Kano for hypnotizing her by making him become an Oran boy for Class 2's canteen during the school's open house. We were able to see him become more comfortable around girls and also learn more about his backstory on why he was so averse to women. In addition, we also see Mizaki putting Uzui's athleticism to work. So now, let's get into our soft serve summary of episode 16. It's summertime, but that doesn't mean that the living is easy. Mizaki's manager, Satsuki, has a younger sister named Nagisa that invites all of Maid Latte to her beach house. Aoi and Uzui attend, of course, and Maid Latte hosts a pop-up to attract new customers to their shop. The thing is that Mizaki isn't comfortable being a maid in a swimsuit. She gets over it after a while, and in Uzui's tendency for extremes, he gives Mizaki a hickey that forces her to wear a t-shirt. Afterward, the maid latte team decides to go to the hot springs to relax, but Mizaki is too embarrassed by her hickey and also scared of Hanoka's haunted story to attend until she sees that the team forgot to bring their tickets with them. So in order to save the day, Mizaki rushes out into the night to find the team and gets scared by Uzui, chastised by Aoi to make her confess to Uzui, and then realizes that the team never needed the tickets to begin with. All right. So, Gianna, do you have a theme for this episode? Okay. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Trying to find a theme and all of that madness was not easy. Literally, all I could put was hickeys are embarrassing, question mark. I don't know. (laughs) I came up with two. I mean, I'll say it was a very chaotic episode, but what I came up with was one, don't be afraid to ask for help. And also when people are embarrassed, they do and say weird things. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any sprinkle on top? I just have two very surface observations. One is that it's the obligatory shoujo beach episode. It's like in every shoujo anime, there's a beach episode and beach antics somehow. So once it started, I'm like, oh, here it is, the obligatory beach episode. (laughs) And also we have a new ending song and it's really cool. Yes, and a new opening too. Wait, how did did I miss? There's a whole ass new opening and I missed it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a new open. I mean, it's sort of the same, but like the optics are different. Oh, but see, the ending I is definitely probably new. spaced out and just listened to the song and didn't. I'll watch more carefully next time. No, no, it's okay. I feel like you know now that we are like in the teens of Maid Sama, it was time for them to give us like a new opening and ending. 
So like we basically see a little bit more of the supporting characters in the opening and it's still keeping with along that theme of the opening is for Mizaki and the ending is for Uzui. And the ending this time, I really like the ending song, but I also like that we get to see even more about Uzui than we did in the previous ending song. Because I feel like the first one just alluded to how Uzui was and this one shows more glimpses of like his life yeah yeah i totally agree i now i just really want to take a closer look at the opening the next time i watch because i would usually just put the episode on and maybe straighten up a little bit while the opening was on and then sit down for the rest of the episode so now i feel like i missed something and i'm gonna pay closer attention this week when i watch yeah yeah no worries it's fine i feel like it's it just it sounds similar it's just the optics are different and stuff but let's get into Floats Your Boat. So outside of the new opening and new ending, I thought it was so adorable that our favorite goons wanted <laughs> to spend time with Mizaki for the summer. Yeah, it was precious. <laughs> it's so precious, but then it's sad because <laughs> they want with her and it's like oh nope she's on vacation yeah they really worked themselves up when they were like trudging over there in the hot summer sun to go to maid latte and spend their summer with misaki just to end up like deflating into the pavement outside yeah yeah i felt bad for them but i think something else that i also liked was the fact that mizaki was actually getting a vacation yeah absolutely it's so nice because she's always doing stuff for school. She's always like working. And so, you know, the change of scenery is nice. But I feel that the fact that somebody as hardworking as her is getting a vacation, it's just good to see that. Yeah. And I mean, even going off of that, just the mere fact that Satsuki's sister Nagisa invited the cafe staff to stay at her beach resort in general was so sweet of her. That's really, really nice. Yeah. I thought that was was cool i was just like oh you know like i also like the fact that you know her family is enterprising it's like oh okay so yeah. you know satsuki is not the only business person in the family like her sister's also a business person as well i also like that we got a susana sighting too <laughs> yes we did <laughs> just with way too much watermelon way too much absolutely like way too much her and her little contests i'm glad she wins it but i know the monotony of eating the same thing over and over again and it's like she's gonna get sick of it like I can't believe she talked about making watermelon rice <laughs> oh my god I know at the same time though I feel like that's the kind of problem I strive to have in life like having too much watermelon <laughs> right, right I bet if she says Harry Styles three times in a mirror he'll appear to take the watermelon off her hands yes Watermelon sugar, hi, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love for him to appear and then we could just randomly, like, side note, talk to him about the After series. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you know how, like, Twilight had all of those fanfics that became, like, legitimate books and then movies? Oh, I unfortunately do, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we had our Susan sighting and we get to the beach house and it's super nice. And like we said earlier, Uzui and Aoi show up, which I feel like <laughs> yes. Mizaki thought she was getting a break. <laughs> and it's like, why are you here? <laughs> I know. When the episode started, I was like, okay, 
She's leaving town. How are they going to work Usui into this? And of course, of course, they invited him to be the bodyguard. That's amazing. He's just this bodyguard. Like, for what? Like, but okay. <laughs> I know. They're not celebrities either. Like, it's just a group of teens and young women who work at a cafe. And they're staying with the owner. Right. And they're staying with her sister. But I feel like the main reason, I think, you know, I'm probably reading into this, but Satsuki was just like, you know, he does so much around the store that maybe she just made up the excuse of having a bodyguard. But it's like, no, he helps out so much that it's like she probably felt the need to invite him. I, I think that's probably it. And she obviously ships Misaki and Usui so hard that she probably just wanted to give them romantic beach time as well. Right. And that's a true friend, manager, person. Truly. <laughs> Wing girl. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Another floats here. Boat. Do you have another one? A short one would be that Usui truly only has eyes for Misaki, even in her modest swimsuit. He's just kind of like looking at her softly. And I thought that was a cute little thing for them to include. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that he's so dedicated. I love how, to be honest, they're both oblivious to his appeal. Like, I think she noticed it at school. But in this regard, because Mizaki is so excited to go swimming, she didn't pay attention to the fact all these girls on the beach were like giving him the eye. <laughs> right. Although I do feel kind of bad that Misaki doesn't have a swimsuit. I feel like that's more suited to her style. Like, I understand that, like, modesty's fine, but I felt like that wasn't really, like, her, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that even though it was, like, a school uniform and stuff, it just makes sense, like, with her character that rather than spending money, she's just going to use what she had. Yeah. And I think there's actually one of the episodes we're reviewing, there's some swimsuit she wears that I think actually suits her better yes i agree and i have thoughts about that yes but we'll get through it later <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i thought that you know i thought it was nice to just see her being so excited to like be able to swim and to have this mini vacation i also thought it was cute that i mean maybe this is truly the reason that nagisa satsuki's sister invited them down to the beach house was because business was so bad <laughs> that she needed some help and so satsuki's like okay or gonna put you girls to work even though this is supposed to be a vacation or like a retreat i thought it was nice that everybody agreed to like help out yeah even more specifically about that the very dramatic way they decided to use their maid skills to help out was very funny like they were plotting war or something because they said no matter where we go we always have that one weapon right yeah i thought that was really funny and actually I think that is my last floats your boat. Do you have another one? Oh, I have two. Okay. One of them is just that I love that there were so many summer vacation tropes in one episode. I was like absolutely living for it. The beach, there's a swimsuit dilemma, there's yeah. a hot spring, yeah. there's stories of hauntings in the area. I, I just, I loved it. All of those things were encapsulated in one episode. It just felt very shoujo magic to me. Yes. I like the fact that they just jammed, packed, like anything that you could remember or think of in a shoujo series in a beach episode it's in there yeah and of course i'm automatically thinking back to the oran beach episode there's a lot of these elements in that as well yeah it's just a shoujo beach thing i think to include all of those uh all of those things together but my last floats your boat 
when Usui sees Miseki on the coast when she's running those tickets back to the hot spring for everybody, and she's clearly super scared. The way he genuinely apologizes for scaring her, I really appreciated that. I had anticipated him being super snarky about it, and he could see that she was really worked up, and he was gentle with her instead. Even Misaki says that she thought that he would mock her, which I guess says something about his character. And they have a cute moment where he just holds on to her until she calms down and catches her breath. I mean, of course, Aoi shows up to interrupt. Yeah. Because why could they, why should they have a cute moment without somebody ending it before it goes somewhere? Yeah. I do appreciate also just going off of that, Aoi being like, just admit that you like him already. And she's like looking at her hand because the feeling of Usui's shirt against her palm is still fresh. But she's blushing and she's contemplating. I just love seeing her inch closer and closer to admitting it. Yeah. I appreciated him apologizing as well. And I'm not surprised that she thought that he would mock her though, just because like most of the time he does. I just think that this is the first time he witnessed her genuinely being scared like that. Yeah. 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 Usually she's just being standoffish towards him. So he'll poke and prod, but he saw a real vulnerable side of her and he was a gentleman. Kind of reminds me of when she was hypnotized and acting drunk. Cause when push comes to shove, Usui will show his truest colors and it's just that he cares about her and wants to make sure she's safe and okay. Yeah, I totally agree. That's all my floats your boat. I have a banana split. I have only one. Uh, I think I have two. Sort of two, actually. Okay. okay. One. So Misaki ends up patting Aoi on the butt. Yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. And Aoi becomes blushy slash embarrassed. And so I was just like, oh, okay, does Aoi like Misaki? And I feel like that's some. I didn't know how to feel about it just because I feel like one, the butt thing, I was just kind of like, now she shouldn't do that. No. So I didn't particularly like that because I feel like that's just something, um, that's something that's done like with people that identify as being male and Aoi does not. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, in general, I just think if some, nobody asks you to do that, like you shouldn't just do that in general. But I feel like it's also kind of going into that whole like gender role thing like this. If you see other guys doing it and sometimes they do that. So I didn't really like that. But then at the same time, I was just kind of like, OK, so does Ali? That's yeah. So basically the, all of this to say I didn't know how to feel about it, so that's yeah. why it's in Banana Split for me. I would like to think that Aoi's blushing because they're embarrassed that Misaki touched them in sort of a, I don't want to say an intimate spot, but it's a personal space. A personal space, unexpectedly. Yeah. And it's kind of embarrassing. But the way they kind of paused on them kind of blushing kind of leads me to believe it's a crush kind of thing. And I don't... I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, because it really seems like Misaki is more of a older sister role to Aoi more than anything. And I would much rather them stick to that kind of arc for them. Yeah, like older sister ally. Yes. yes. Not romantic interest thing. Because then it also leads into that whole like, it reminds me of that trope of, oh, if somebody's bullying you a lot, then they like you, right? And like, Aoi 
really likes Mizaki generally, but tends to have a lot of criticism towards her. I don't want that to be because Ali likes Mizaki. I just want that to be Ali being a brat. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also now thinking back, Ali says something like that they hate her from the bottom of their heart when they were walking away and then was blushing. So it really does kind of seem like a love mask does loathing thing. And I I really hope they get that out of the script soon. Same. This can't be a thing. The other one that I had is the hickey scene. Oh, oh boy. So, okay. So when I was younger and I read this series illegally, don't read illegally, you can buy it. But (laughs) (laughs) younger and I was reading it, I was so into that scene. I was like, oh my gosh, how intimate. Wow. But as a grown adult and seeing it back, I know that this is Yuzui's tendency because he knew she was uncomfortable. He knew that she didn't want to go out that way. So he created a way for her to not go out in the bikini. I just feel that instead of doing that, he literally could have just said, just wear a t-shirt, you know? Yes, yes. My goodness gracious. I actually, I didn't see it in as positive of a light as you did. I guess I didn't realize that he was kind of looking out for her in that way. To me, it sounded like a really bad situation where he was like, oh, you're going out like that. I don't want other people to see you like that. And then sort of left a mark on her as like marking, literally marking his territory so that she couldn't go out and be seen by other people like that. Right. Almost as if it was only for his eyes somehow. I would much rather see it in the more positive light, but he for sure, as always, went about it the very, very, very wrong way. Yeah, like for me, the reason why this is in Banana Split and not Ice Cream You Scream or Hot Fudge, because I do have Hot Fudge this time. Ooh, okay. So it's because it's not in Hot Fudge or Ice Cream You Scream, I think it's strictly nostalgia. Okay, that's it's fine. like, oh, I remember how I felt when I first <laughs> saw it. So it's like, oh, Banana Split, but I, it's wrong wrong but it was just like if you were talking to younger me when like this was more within my demographic oh heck yeah this is a fiery hot like wow like yeah but no i don't like i don't like the business out of context completely strip the context away for sure a hot scene yeah yeah <laughs> i'm with you there yeah but it's wrong. So, so it takes the hotness away. It takes the hotness away. Just pours water on the fire. Yes. Yeah. I have one banana split. Okay. It's nothing crazy. Just, I feel bad that they're working on vacation instead of relaxing when they really need some relaxed time. Same. I think I put that in my ice cream you scream. But I totally agree. Especially Mizaki. I think she... She works so hard. Who wants to just go to a beach and also work? Like changing the scenery doesn't make it not work, you know? No, then you're just working under the hot sun. And you're not getting paid because it's like, oh, you're working to be in this venue. Why? (laughs) No. (laughs) I would just say no. And then I also, I totally understand where Mizaki's coming from about the whole swimsuit situation. I think 
that she could have just maybe not the school uniform one, but they could have just found her a more modest swimsuit to wear for her to do it. Because her being uncomfortable, it's like, I think Satsuki needs to take into account the fact that she's a minor and they're serving people that's like a mix of ages. So it's better for a minor that's working under you to feel comfortable than to be uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And Satsuki is usually pretty good at accommodating not only her guests, but also her employees. So I feel like maybe if there was some better communication between the two of them, something could have been worked out. But it could have been maybe they just didn't quite expect Misaki to show up in a school uniform uh, bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah. So should we go into ice cream, you scream or hot fudge? Do you have hot fudge? I have no hot fudge, but you might have to explain uh, to our listeners what hot fudge is. Okay, so hot fudge is when we have very hot takes. So I know that normally like ice cream, ice cream, that's when we talk about what we dislike. Hot fudge is more so like we detest or we hate or we have like to stand on a soapbox and talk about what we dislike because it's more than dislike. I think that's a good definition of it. I like it. Okay, so... I, in general, hate that Aoi is used as a gag in episodes when it comes to their identity. I think it's completely disrespectful. Obviously, we all, we touched upon the fact that we didn't really like Aoi's parents, given that they kept kicking Aoi out of the house which is dangerous and harmful and like a whole gamut of things. But I feel that, and obviously this anime was made years ago, so I, they're not being as sensitive to other communities as they should be. But I feel that making Aoi's situation out to be this joke or something that Aoi is going to grow out of, I think it's very sad and I hate it a lot. Yeah, My top ice cream you scream is about owie stuff. And I do realize there's one point I have under there that could have been in Banana Split. I feel like all my points are all over the place so far, and I'm sorry for being not so organized. No, no, it's okay. But the way Owie's character is used, and I mean, it's it ends up launching the plot for the next episode. Yeah. I just wish that their identity got more respect. And like, I understand, like you said, the year in which this came out was before there were more leaps in LGBT plus acceptance over the last decade plus. Yeah. But kind of like in its own way, but similar to Yukimura, more positivity needs to happen for these characters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My other hot fudge point, now this could also be a translation issue. I know that when it comes to colorism in Japan, that they are as affected by Eurocentric ideals as everyone else in the world. But the fact that Mizaki was trying to help Aoi because she didn't want to be out serving people in a swimsuit because she was uncomfortable and Aoi being embarrassed and normally lashing out says that because she's working outside that she's going to become a blackened old hag yeah as the black person on this podcast pissed me off so (laughs) 
I mean, it comes with the territory. You'll see stuff like this and like there's a whole conversation about gals, garu girls. I think that's how you say it. Colorism, all that stuff. I know that beauty is to be pale for some people's beauty standards and everything. But I just feel like it sucks because I will just say, obviously, as somebody that is part of like the LGBT plus community and also black to be heavily advocating for somebody's identity. And then it's like, OK, we're saying something that's kind of prejudice that's hurtful or whatever it sucks to see that i know it was supposed to be a joke i don't like that and yeah so that is the end of my hot punch (laughs) yeah i did catch that and i also hoped it was just a translation thing i it's hard to even untangle that and try to make it sound good in any way so yeah not a fan of that phrasing at all either yeah maybe one day guys we'll see one day maybe i'll write an article for anime feminist about you know Aoi or colorism we'll see it might have already been done but regardless that was my hot fudge so let's get into ice cream you scream so since I went ad nauseum about hot fudge Gianna do you have ice cream you screams yeah I'll just piggyback off of talking about Owie here uh, when their info comes up across the screen when they're introduced they are introduced as Satsuki's niece But literally, the following words say gender, male, hobby, dressing up as a woman. And I hated 100% of that. Actually, no, 90% of that. I liked that they were introduced to Satsuki's niece because that's how they would prefer to be announced again could all just be lost in translation somehow, but it's hard to think so. Just all the flip-flop there was, again, it just felt like disrespect to their identity. Yeah. I had one other owie thing, and then the other one I already said. I feel like we might have the same thing. Would it be when everybody was like, I'm gonna say it as a quote, so I'll be using the pronoun they use. They're like, He actually looks like a guy when they were talking to the staff about, what was it, about working? I can't even remember what they were talking about. They were talking about something, yeah. Yeah, they were kind of agitated and I don't know, maybe it was what they were wearing with like the bandana in their hair or whatever. But just the fact that all of the girls were like, he actually looks like a guy. I'm like, shut up. Oh my God, just leave them be. (laughs) Right, right. Just leave them be. Like, no. So that wasn't mine, although that did irritate me. I, Nagisa taking Aoi's wig off. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That got me. I was pissed. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, that scene, I feel like I probably should have put this in my banana split because I have the same thing. Because at first when Nagisa ripped off the wig, I was like, what kind of dark road are we going down right now? Right. But she said, it's the beach. Stop wearing all these stuffy clothes, which makes sense. I mean, like nobody needs heat stroke. But then Satsuki immediately follows it up with that her brother, quote, sent him here to act more like a guy. It's just, oh my goodness gracious. I hate how they treat this poor queer kid so much I hate it so much as well and it's just like I don't know why they just think oh if you put them in a different environment that that's just gonna suddenly convert them into what they want Aoi to be I don't know why they think that it's so backwards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't know how a parent can kick their child out of the house that many times at some point I'd call child protective services How can you keep kicking your child out like that 
because you might disagree, but that is harmful and can lead to so many dangerous situations. And to basically get the whole family to just gang up on Owie, I feel is very hurtful and wrong. And while, yes, you don't want anyone to get a heat stroke, I feel that Nagisa just taking Aoi's wig off is more about humiliation than about heat stroke, to be honest. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I think I was just trying to search desperately for a reason for this not to be super bad, but it's just bad. Yeah. But I think we touched on my other ice cream you screen point already in your banana split. It was just about how far Usui took things with the the kiss mark. Yeah, the hickey stuff. Yeah. I mean, in particular, when Misa he learned about going to the hot spring she literally had tears of joy in her eyes when she was first handed the ticket to go and because he took things too far and left a mark on her she was too embarrassed to go experience something that she really really wanted to do and bond with her co-workers and friends yeah. Just strictly because of Usui. Yeah, that sucked, definitely. And it's the thing about it is that because of where he did it, I would have just lied. I would have just been like, oh, I fell into like the stair or like, <laughs> I, I would just make some shit up. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd be easy for me too, because I find mysterious bruises like on my legs <laughs> all the time. I'm like, what did I walk into? I have no memory of this. Yeah. Or like scabs. Oh my gosh. Like, when did I cut my leg? <laughs> What kind of dangerous things that I get into that I don't know about? <laughs> to be honest, because of where he did it, he didn't do it on her neck. So because of where I would have just lied, like, what is that? Oh, man, I had an allergic reaction. Oh, I fell. I did something like you are not going to stop me from going to a hot spring. But I hate that. That's what happened. And so then I feel that he just goaded her into giving the tickets because he knew that's what she. But it's like he is trying to overcome compensate for screwing up in the first place by goading her into giving the tickets to them yeah yeah oh the one thing i had this a one-off from the beginning of the episode was that i thought hanoka was so ungrateful for it complaining about walking to the beach house this was before <laughs> i knew that before we knew that they were going to work i'm just like you would get a free vacation why are you complaining but it's not free because <laughs> Yeah, they ended up having to work for it. But still. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that was all of my ice cream you scream. Do you have any more? No, that's it. Okay, guys, so we're going to get into episode 17. So here's our soft serve summary. There's always a catch, guys. Nagisa is okay with Aoi dressing as who they are, only if Aoi wins a mixed double volleyball tournament as a guy. Ally and all-around all-star, Mizaki agrees to be Aoi's teammate, but they are agitated after seeing Uzui and Erika enter the tournament as well. After beating out their competition, Mizaki is still pissed to be going against Uzui. However, Uzui ends up saving Mizaki from getting hurt once she is about to fall into the referee stand. And later, Uzui explains that he only entered the contest to make sure that Mizaki didn't get exploited. They almost kiss, and the episode ends with a group photo getting taken to commemorate the trip. 
So themes. Did you have a theme? Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like failing English class right now because my my ability to scoop out themes, I guess pun intended, <laughs> um, has been really bad lately, and I'm so sorry. I have two possible ones. One would be leaning on our friends for help can make all the difference in the world, or maybe go after what you want with hard work and passion, and it's sure to pay off. I had everyone has their own heart's desires. Oh, I like that. Now, it's been a minute since I wrote that theme, so I feel like once we go through that, I don't remember why <laughs> I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll click at later, I'm sure. Like <laughs> It'll all come together. Also, guys, I'm sorry. We haven't been giving you our sprinkles on top or symbolism. But you know what? Ice cream tastes good with or without sprinkles. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't even like sprinkles. So. Right. I was just like, I don't need confetti. Let's just get to the. Yeah. <laughs> get to the ice cream. Yeah. But okay. So floats your boat. So what I liked was that Allie was determined to stay true to themselves. Yes. And that's the one thing I can say that I do truly admire about Allie is the fact that they are so determined to not only be themselves, but to have the people around them accept them for who they are. And even though it kind of sucks how it came about, and everything. I think that it's just good to see Aoi pursuing their dreams. Absolutely. They are so unapologetically themselves. And I love that, especially that kind of confidence in so young of a kid, I feel like is rare, especially when you have your parents and your family telling you to be something entirely different from who you are. I just really appreciate that in them. Yeah. I like that, you know, when it came to the announcement of the mixed double tournament, it almost seemed like Street Fighter for real. Where it's just <laughs> like, okay, Uzui and Erika versus Aoi and, and Misaki. Like, I like when the animation sort of differentiates itself or it does something funny like that. I think it's nice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very, um, like Super Smash Brothers vibes, <laughs> like the verses. Yeah, yeah. Do you have Floats Your Boat as well? Yes, I have a very, obviously, I wrote it, Floats Your Boat from when the episode first opens. Misaki is out brushing her teeth on the balcony and Usui steps out to join her. He's clearly still very sleepy and his toothbrush is sticking crooked out of his mouth. It's like a really endearing sight. And Misaki has to like catch her breath a little bit at the sight of him. And I feel like that's how you really know that you truly like someone. When you see like a cowlick out of place on someone and instead of just thinking like, oh, oh, their hair's out of place. It's like, oh my God, have you ever seen hair stick out so cute? So it's like <laughs> when little things like that, when little things that seem insignificant feel big, the feelings are for sure undeniable. She literally can't stop thinking about all their cute moments from the night before too when she looks at him. I just, all of that made my heart sing. So I had that in my banana split. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sad times. I just thought it was weird. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, I thought it was so cute. I'm just like, <laughs> why are you brushing your teeth on the balcony? That I guess is, although at the same time, I might be oversharing. Brushing teeth is important and I do it twice a day, but it's also so boring that I like pace around when I, wa when I brush my teeth a lot of the time. So uh -huh. like I could understand 
understand. If you have a beautiful view, I would probably be standing out on the balcony brushing my teeth. Like it's for sure weird. I don't think I'm normal in this situation, but I could make sense of it. Or maybe it's just a me thing. I just sort of stay in the bathroom and I don't. So that's why when I saw it, I was just like, uh, where are you going to spit though? Like, no, I, I do return. I do return to the bathroom for that. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, I'd like to assume that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume that as well. Because I just never did that. So I'm just like, where are y'all going to spit though? Y'all going to just spit into the sand? And maybe I'm just too vigorous when I'm also brushing my teeth. Because it's just like, oh, like I could get all of this like toothbrush batter. <laughs> like falling out of my mouth. Toothbrush batter. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, oh shit. Like I should be by the sink so it doesn't fall anywhere. <laughs> Wait, now I low-key want to like pull our listeners who stands still and who paces when they brush their teeth. We should do a poll. <laughs> we, could, we could collect some interesting information. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess moving into the tournament that happened, I liked that before Mizaki got upset with Uzui, I liked that she questioned it first because, and I also feel like that's character development because had this situation happened a couple episodes earlier, she just would have been outright angry from the gate, right? But I like that she actually questioned to see like, oh, is he like making sure that none of the competition could win against them so that Aoi could be able to be their true self. So I like that she questioned that until she realized that he wasn't doing this in a virtuous like sense, or at least not with Aoi in mind. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't even catch the weight of that, but you're totally right. I absolutely agree. I mean, it's obvious that she's feeling something, but more and more we see her softening towards him. Yeah. Um, I loved in general just the absolute fire that Aoi and Misaki brought to the beach when they got there for the tournament. Everybody was looking at them with fear. They were just like, oh, I'm gonna whoop your ass. I got the special, like, <laughs> effects all around my body. Nobody's <laughs> winning against us. Like, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Also, in the tournament, there was an added touch in the animation to make everyone look, like, sweaty and sandy during the volleyball matches, and I thought that was a really nice, subtle detail. Yeah. I love it when they just do, like, little things like that, or they change it up and stuff. Yeah. I feel that they're just doing it for us. Like, uh, change of scenery, they're sweaty and hot. <laughs> yes. They've been playing volleyball for hours. We need to make them look like they're feeling it a little bit. Yeah. So... I liked that Uzui saved um, Mizaki from falling into the referee stand because I know that that ship had to hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's the least he could do. Oh, right. But <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess the last point in my floats your boat is post the commemorative photo being taken. We see our three goons again. Yes, actually, it's actually my banana split, believe it or not. But please go ahead. I think I was just happy to see them. I know. I love them. So it's just like, because I love them, I was happy to see them. Now, do I think that it's weird that they were still like there <laughs> after how many flipping days? Yes. 
y'all have to have other interests. But exactly, yes. But I was still happy to see them. Yeah, that's why it's in my banana split, though. Just because, like, it was definitely funny and unexpected for us to pan back to them still waiting there. But you truly should not be that obsessed with someone or somewhere that you just sit there like a stalker in their absence like that. Yeah. Do you have other floats to your boat? I do. Nothing too detailed. One is that Misaki's just the best. Truly. Yes. The way she just casually offered to be partnered with Aoi in the tournament, knowing how much winning would mean to them, was so beautiful. Absolute queen. Yes, okay. She's an ally. Yes, and we love to see it. Yeah. After a conversation that's mostly in my ice cream you scream, Misaki and Usui went to mutually kiss before the fireworks interrupted because again they always need to be interrupted and they were like oh your face feels hot oh no it's just sunburned they were both leaning in and i just i love to see it i'm the romance girl and i can't be stopped (laughs) yeah at that point i was like hulk smash smash their faces together (laughs) (laughs) just like someone like throw something hit over the back of the head so their lips touch like (laughs) just do it nike (laughs) every kiss begins with k (laughs) oh my goodness gracious or the emperor do it just do it (laughs) yes oh but then every kiss begins with k and then his couch made some come on even the series (laughs) begins with k (laughs) oh no (laughs) but yeah yeah two small 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 points just the fact that i wrote this in all caps Beach Prince and Princess at the festival as a prize from the volleyball tournament is the most shoujo thing. (laughs) I just, I laughed so hard when that was announced. I'm like, this is definitely, if I wasn't sure if I was watching a shoujo anime, I definitely, anime i definitely i don't know why it came out my mouth like that (laughs) but i'm definitely sure now yeah because beach prince and princess it's like girl can you give me some money (laughs) i don't need the title (laughs) but okay right can i just get like like a gift card or something right like i don't need a couple like pictures or whatever i just hustled my ass on the sand in the hot sun all day like at least give me like 25 dollar voucher for like i don't know one of the nearby ice cream places or like a restaurant or something yeah a 25 dollar voucher to the shoujo sunday restaurant that's in there yeah and spoiler alert uh shoujo sunday is in all of your favorite shoujo anime we're just out of sight oh yeah (laughs) yes we make a cameo in the background of the background yeah Truly my last one is that just that Aoi's the cutest little beach princess. And while Aoi and Erica are teasing Misaki with the photo because of her and Usui had been off and they didn't know where they were. All like the cute teasing energy about them thinking she's a couple with Usui and him cutely grabbing her just in time for the photo. I loved all of that energy so, so, so much. I thought that was a great little way to end things. Yes, I also thought that was very cute. What are your banana splits? Because I already talked about the toothbrush thing. So 
Um, well, I talked about the three idiots already still waiting oh, outside yes. of Maid Latte. So the only reason why this portion is in my banana split and not my ice cream you scream is because of what we talked about at the beginning, Owies unapologetically being themselves and standing up for who they are. Their fervor and their confidence in their identity is what made this banana split and not straight ice cream you scream. So Nagisa telling Aoi that they could wear girly clothes, <laughs> girly clothes, if they win the volleyball tournament, saying like, oh, you can even go home if you want. You hate the sun. Your father would acknowledge it if you win it in a manly way. I literally, I wrote, what the fuck? Yeah. That's just, I, I don't even know how to begin to unpack all of that. Yeah, that was in my home. But Sorry. No, no, it's okay. The only reason why it was banana split was just Aoi snapping back standing up for who they are, saying like, I won't give up, I've been through tough times, even though the others think I'm strange and and creepy was the word they used. This is, this is like who I really am, this is my true self. And just like, I can't say enough truly good on them for being so confident in who they are. Yeah. But like, and then it immediately flips around with Nagisa saying to herself with like a wistful smile, your heart's already that of a true man. Like, what does that mean? I didn't know feelings had genders. I can't even make sense of that right and it's just like you know i'm ready to clown nagisa to just be like okay girl since you want to tan why don't you tan your other unmentionables <laughs> it doesn't make sense yeah why do you have tan lines like that tan everywhere you own the beach house <laughs> right that's not a very serious thing but it was just like girl you keep playing with these kids <laughs> <laughs> you keep playing with these kids I'm, I'm ready to play with you like uh, but i had that in my hot fudge actually oh yeah yeah it was in my hot fudge just because it's like okay so owie winning a tournament in a manly way isn't stopping owie from wanting to be a girl so it doesn't logically make sense why would the dad just suddenly change oh well we acknowledge it because you did it in a minute like bye you have a daughter sir yeah okay let's just you have a daughter and that's it let's stop playing these reindeer games and kicking your kid out let's just stop because i'm very tired of it also whether it's daughter or non-binary we're not sure just because of the times and the terminology and the flip back and forth oh true true yeah no just this entire any logic from Aoi's family is just nonsensical. I like truly to the point where I don't know how to unpack it. Your heart's already that of a true man. Why, for what? what? Why? What makes it that? I have no idea. Because they want to win a volleyball tournament? What? They want to be true to themselves? Is that masculine? Like, what? I, I don't know. It's just crazy. And it's like, for real, though, if I was in this anime, I would whoop their ass. I don't know how, but I would find a way. Because all of this prejudice and stuff, sometimes y'all push back on the wrong people. And when you push back on the wrong people, you get the consequences. But Aoi is dealing with so much at such a young age, so it's just kudos to them. But I hate that. I also... This is hot fudge, guys. I also hated... um. Can they stop using the R word? Say so use that in this episode. Yeah. Oh, God. There is no circumstance where that is an okay word to use. Yeah. And I think this is more of a mix between hot fudge slash ice cream you scream is Uzui. 
And you touched on this in the last episode about Uzui being possessive and giving her that hickey because he didn't want people to like look at her and stuff. And in this episode, that's when I started talking about it because then I was just like, so you didn't want other men looking at her, but it's like you're the bodyguard, right? That's why he was brought on the trip, supposedly, to be a bodyguard. So if she wins and she becomes beach princess and there are like lecherous people around, then be the damned bodyguard. You don't need to fight against her because literally Mizaki is doing this to help Aoi. And so I think for Uzui to be so selfish and because he's not doing it for her, he's doing it for himself. Oh, yeah. I yeah. really hated that. Oh, me too. Because in that moment, it's just like she is trying to be an ally and Uzui is just thinking with his dick. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is that those lecherous guys can be looking at her, but if he's playing bodyguard, they wouldn't get near her. Also, Mizaki is so obtuse. She doesn't even acknowledge the fact that she likes Uzui to begin with. So it's not going to be a question on her part of, oh, maybe she'll like one of the lecherous guys that are saying or doing whatever after she wins this contest. So it's literally just asinine. That pissed me off. Oh, Usui witnessed how important winning this tournament was to Aoi. He was there for the conversation between them and Nagisa. Yet he still wants to just beat him in the tournament. Like, I feel like it's super screwed up. It's so messed up. Misaki not being seen as a beach princess means more to him than Aoi dressing comfortably and confidently in their identity. They literally say, like, I'll be free if I win this game in the final round. Free literally and free in expression of self. Yeah. And even Misaki mentions that Aoi's pride is at stake. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's kind of a pun, isn't it? But anyway, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to keep it light. Um, But Misaki also straight up says that Aoi's issue was more important. Yeah. But Usui retorts that she's more important to him than Aoi's issue. And I'm so sorry to go here, but it was hard to hear him say that. Yeah, it was. No, it was just hard to hear him over the sound of his privilege. You yeah. know, like it must be nice to not have to consider queer issues as a cishet man and put your lesser priorities first instead. Like, again, it's fiction. It's not that deep. But still, art is a reflection of reality. And it's just... It really pissed me off just to hear him like straight up say that Misaki not being a beach princess is more important than Aoi's literal identity. Yeah. It sounds like a no-brainer to me. It's like beach princess versus Aoi's quality of life. Absolute no-brainer to me. Absolutely no-brainer. And I feel that this is just sort of highlighting something about Uzui's character is as much as we like Uzui, he isn't really a true ally. No. No, people run into that in regular life. Like if you and I can say this as being like bi, if you're dating somebody and they say that they're straight and then you hear what they feel about the LGBT community, like if you aren't for us, then this situation, this date, any, it's not happening, you know, because only date your allies or people that are in your community. But still, like he's not an ally. And this demonstrated that I also feel that, you know, you 
Yukimura, you know, he, him kissing Yukimura. The fact that he did that. Oh, yeah. Because he wanted Mizaki to become like regular with him again. And it technically unleashed Yukimura acknowledging that he could possibly be bi. And it was on a whim. That's also another like example of Uzui not being an ally. Because now anytime Uzui is around Yukimura, you see, you see Yukimura being embarrassed or maybe attracted to him. And it's not going anywhere because it all started off of a whim. And so hearing him say that Aoi's situation wasn't important, it just was a reminder of that. Yeah. And it's super unfortunate. Yeah. I have one ice cream, ice cream, because I feel like my hot fudge and ice cream, ice cream sort of merge together. But the one ice cream, ice cream I have is I also didn't like Mizaki apologizing to Uzui because he like got in the way of her hitting the referee stand. And she also didn't want to be the beach princess. But I don't feel that she really had anything to apologize for because... I mean, yeah, it's too bad that he, like, hit the referee stand, but nobody told his ass to go save her. And then considering the fact that he was legitimately working against them because of his own desires and not to support them, I don't feel that an apology was warranted. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Nobody, like, pushed him there. He absolutely did it of his own accord, so I don't think she owed him an apology at all, given his selfishness put them in the situation, right? Yeah. Maybe I'm stretching it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm mad at Usui right now, so. <laughs> Same. Do you have ice cream, ice cream, or hot fudge? Just uh, ice cream, ice cream. I don't have any hot fudge for us tonight. Usui, like, tries to convince Misaki not to compete at all, right? Like, at the beginning, mm -hmm. he kind of, like, goes up to her and is like, don't do it. I just put, oh my god, just let her do things. Like, please, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> also, Misaki's bathing suit situation was an entire plot point in the last episode, right? So she's just, like, wearing a different bathing suit now in this episode. And it's just not addressed, like, where she got it or <laughs> why it's so cute and fits her. And Usui's not making a big deal about this one. I just feel like the inconsistency in that, while subtle, kind of bugged me. Yeah. It also bugged me as well. Chat, this was an episode, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. <laughs> That's all I have for this one anyway. We, we can gracefully move on to the next madness. Yes. So the final episode, guys, that we're recapping today is episode 18. So here's our soft serve summary, and we're going to try to make this quick. So we're back at school. Kano is, Kano is the hypnotist people. Anyway, Kano is still afraid of women even though we resolved this a couple episodes ago. But anyway, sorry, I'm going to start interceding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kano is still afraid of women. So he decides to help Yukimura with homework since he thinks Yukimura has feminine qualities. The vice president of Miyabi Gaioka, Maki, Offers to buy made latte to replace it as a butler cafe. Igarashi, the president of Miyabi Gaoka, Lord help me with this pronunciation. <laughs> you got it. You did it. Yes. The president of Miyabi, uh, Miyabi Gaoka agrees with Maki and they decide to host a butler competition for their soon to be shop. Naoya Renosuke, Yukimura, Kano, Uzui, Aoi, Mizaki, and Shizuku all decide to participate to prove their skills. 
Many are disqualified, but Mizaki is able to move to the next round of this composition by having Uzui prove she isn't female by placing his hand on her chest. That's the summary, y'all. For theme, I had no theme. Do you have a theme? I actually do, and this is the only theme I'm confident on in tonight's episode. Okay. Fight for what you hold dear. Yes. Actually, yes. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I like it. I'm accepting all rounds of applause. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sprinkle on top. There might have been something, guys, but it just wasn't in us today. No. No. <laughs> no. So let's get into Floats Your Boat. First of all, I'm glad we get to see Yukimura after being at the beach for so long. Only two episodes, but still. Yes, I missed him. I missed Yukimura, our bi king. Our bi con. Our bi con, yeah. I think he's the best. That's what I have to say about that because other Yukimura stuff has been associated with the hot fudge ice cream you scream merge that I have. So, <laughs> yes. Same. Okay, so Misaki, I like that she acknowledged in this episode that she owes Uzui. Now, I feel like this is all because of the fact of that referee stand bullshit from the last episode, guys. But I feel that she is, in general, acknowledging just how often Uzui is around to save the day or sort of help in his own way. So I think that that's great. I think that it's character development that she realizes that she needs to reciprocate in some way. I don't think the referee stand, as I said in the last episode, talking about the last episode, I think that she doesn't need to apologize or owe him anything for that. But I'm glad that she's able to recognize all the times that he has been helping her. Yeah, for sure. Like, she doesn't owe him anything for the referee stand, but it is nice for her to feel like she wants to do things for him. Even if the motivation doesn't come from romance, where my little heart prefers it to, it is nice to see her think of him in a way, even if it feels kind of obligatory. I feel like I worded that badly. It makes more sense in my head. No, no, no. It made sense to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we get our three goons. We do. We do. I love them so much. I love our little Edward Cullens. <laughs> I call all stalkers Edward Cullen. <laughs> but I love them so much. And I thought it was funny that all but one of them had lucky fortunes at the start of this episode because they were acting as shrine maidens in Maid Latte during this episode. And the very beginning anyway. Yes. I think Shiro's unlucky fortune was a hint that this is going to be the plot of the rest of the episode. I think it was something like you will lose something you hold near and dear or something. I, it's, I forget exactly what it says. Oh. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to try to remember that. And then immediately Maki comes in like an asshole uh, to Maid Latte. But speaking of, since we're on the subject, the way that the three idiots vehemently stand up for Maid Latte when Maki was talking about his father's plans to buy it out and open up a butler cafe instead was so nice to see. I know that they were delinquents in their past and they're just sort of soft, gooey little cinnamon rolls now, but it's nice to see some backbone come back to them instead of them just sort of bopping around and being chibi boys. Yeah, and you know what? I really love the fact that um, Satsuki's landlord is a G. He's a motherfucking G, okay? He said, you are not gonna buy me out and I am old and I have this cane. Yeah. And I could go to Florida. Well, why would he want to go to Florida? He could go to a great retirement <laughs> place in Japan. He's like, no. No, actually Miami, Florida. I'm going to fly all the way there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, he'll fly to, all the way to Florida and retire and stuff. I wouldn't advise on that now, but yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm glad that he refused Maki. How, I love how I wrote this. I'm so glad he refused Maki's weird ass. <laughs> yes, that's actually the perfect way to write it. There's like so few floats your boats. I, I apologize for the lack of love for this episode, but also I, I don't apologize at all. I feel like when Misaki is speaking with Tora outside after Maki was asking to buy out Maid Latte, Usui comes out and manages to kind of, well, bodyguard her, protect her, without saying a word. He lets her say what she has to say because it's her fight to fight, and he's just there to make her feel safe. I really liked that genuine protective energy from him. It didn't feel possessive. It felt like he was actually just looking over her in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that as well. I would say, I mean, unless you have another flotier boat, I was already done at Postal Landlord. I only have two very short sentences. One is just that Misaki looks so cute dressed as a guy for the footman slash butler audition. Yes. And also, I just love running into characters unexpectedly in shows. So when we see that Kurotatsu and Shiro were in the piggyback race for the audition and then Kano and Yukimura were part of it too, I just thought that was really, really funny to just see them inserted into this situation and paths crossing in unexpected ways. Yeah, I feel like it's good for, it was good for comic relief because it was just like, what is even going on? Like, yes, absolutely. So, like I said, I kind of merged, I merged hot fudge and ice cream, you scream. So, what I'll say is one, the treatment of Yukimura. <sighs> We are bringing it back this episode. Oh, we sure are. Hashtag justice for Yukimura. I want that on a t-shirt. I am so tired. <laughs> you know what? As soon as we start selling merch, guys, we swear it's going to be a shirt. Yeah, we're going to have like the whole building. Um, What was it? The whole building. There were some other ideas I can't remember. Justice for Yukimura. Justice for Yukimura. There were some other stuff that we... I'll listen back and I'll find them. <laughs> maybe the faculty. Something about the faculty. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We could make just like Seika High faculty member t-shirts because who the fuck knows? Anybody could be the faculty there. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Justice for Yukimura because first of all, why Kano decided to have an entire like character regression after he fake hypnotized that girl a couple episodes ago and was able to be around girls and now he can't be around girls again even though his school is co-ed is beyond me we already fixed this why do y'all keep finding ways to insult yukimura remember they had him in that other episode with the goons that because they forced yukimura into girl clothes they just thought yukimura was a girl the entire time and it's just like yeah no no I feel like there's a spectrum for everything. There's different types of men. There's different types of women. Yeah. There's different types of people. So just because somebody doesn't fit your heteronormative standard or doesn't fit what you believe a man, woman, or person should be doesn't mean that they aren't what they identify as. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so what if he has some feminine energy? Like, I love me a guy with some feminine energy. Right. Like, everyone in the student council room is just thinking to themselves, like, oh, you need to become stronger in order to be seen as more manly. And, like, I'd love to know that the writers equate strength with men or masculinity. Like, that's cool to know. Right. Strength with masculinity. Meanwhile, Ms. 
Miyazaki's out here like cutting shit up okay like she's doing all the work so what you trying to say about Miyazaki if that's how you feel about Yukimura writers (laughs) (sighs) hashtag justice for Yukimura (laughs) yes yes let's see okay yeah so the last two bits that I had in my hot fudge ice cream music is that one Maki's weird ass right why are you gonna just buy up somebody's livelihood on a whim you are in high school oh my god thank you <laughs> like i know <laughs> that parents like oh like if you're rich maybe life is different but i would be damned if i was rich and then my child came up to me and was like i want to buy up somebody's business for what you should be working like you should be studying you should be like focusing on what's happening in school not tormenting people just because you feel like it well i think he even says it's his dad that wants to buy it out so like where's your dad then why isn't he here doing it like even the audition is run by maki like it makes no sense why high schoolers are even involved in like conducting business meetings like this like what oh where is your father where is he? Like, y'all might have money, but until I see the actual person with money, I don't believe it. And I just think they're being weird. And that's why the landlord was also just like, I ain't taking shit from some teenager. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all. Hey, Shoujo fans. This is Editing Gianna here. Just chiming in with a little trigger warning for a little bit of our Ice Cream You Scream section. So, there is mention of rape or attempted rape between timestamps 1 hour 3 minutes and 7 seconds through 1 hour 4 minutes and 24 seconds and it also comes up again at 1 hour 5 minutes and 11 seconds through 1 hour 5 minutes and 34 seconds. So if that is not a comfortable subject for you, maybe just skip ahead to an hour and 6 minutes in. But yeah, back to the show. Yeah, and on that note of, like, that meeting with the Miyabiga Oka guys, you can sense or see a little bit that Misaki was kind of triggered when Tora walked into the cafe. I hated her having to go through that. Like, he just needs to leave he her alone. He can die. I know that's... <laughs> yeah. That's just... That's that, is, that, that is a hot fudge for sure. <laughs> I don't mean to be blunt, y'all, but I, I'm... Nah, once you threaten rape, bro, if my ass don't have your ass in jail, you gotta die. Like, uh-uh. Her being triggered. That's why I was mad at that episode when, when they first met and everything. And then once Uzui saved her, she was just like, oh, well, you know, if you ever want to talk, you can come to my school. Oh, no, no, no. I invited my almost rapist to yeah, my school. That, and I sure as hell don't like him coming up into the shop. But I would have told Satsuki, yeah, there's this like pseudo rich rapist guy. Like, let's not have him come in when I'm on the clock. Right. Gosh, how messed up. Like, I, God. There's so much to this. It's just like, uh, I would say also the last point that I had, but I guess it's kind of a compounded point. One, they don't even have the deed, right? They don't even have the deed. They're hosting a competition for people who would work for them. Why would you put the cart before the horse? It doesn't make sense. It's cool to be confident and all, but this is for sure an extreme. And also, just like to pun intended, piggyback off of that. A piggyback race to be a waiter? What? (laughs) What Carrying aside from trays. Like, Like it's not that deep. Actually, yeah, (laughs) you're right. Because you know what? 
usually in these types of labor type of jobs that include that, they always say you must be able to carry 50 pounds. <laughs> they don't talk about anything up, anything above that. That's a human. Why would a butler be carrying that? Mm-mm. There's a bizarre episode. Yes, and I also did not like, okay, Mizaki, they clearly know you are a girl. And this whole competition is being hosted by your almost rapist. You did not have to give them and anybody else the satisfaction of having you put Uzui's hand on your titties so you could stay <laughs> in this competition. I'm going to be honest, that's kind of more banana split for me, because <laughs> like the audacity where she was like, fuck you guys, watch this. I, I don't know. And also just like her being comfortable enough to do that, because I truly like even in the worst moments can't stop being the romance girl, even though it's like kind of ridiculous and she absolutely shouldn't have done it. Just the fact that like the audacity of it all. I don't know. Not, I'm not saying it's a great thing. It's for sure very split. Like the banana is perfectly split down the middle. <laughs> it could but, be a banana split. But the thing for me is that if I'm trying to get into a relationship, yes, she's not cognizant. I get that, listeners. But if I'm trying to get into a relationship with a man, I don't want everybody to, for the first time, they didn't even see you kiss. They already see you having his hand on your tit. Like, no, no. <laughs> that is a personal moment. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous so like what a, what an episode Definitely. and it just leaves off like that like with the music <laughs> dun, 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 dun. what what <laughs> what <laughs> when it ended i was like man you're telling me i gotta wait like a week to watch the next one oh no and we haven't recorded in a minute so like i've been on the edge of my seat wondering what the hell it's gonna be wild i just like hmm and you know what, Mizaki, because she's not thinking the long way. Like, you setting a precedent, girl. Anyway, that was... <laughs> oh so God. that was episode 18. <laughs> so done. And episode 6 of Shoujo Sunday. Thank you so much for going with us on this journey of this episode and going through these recaps, y'all. Like... It's funny, but I'm glad we can go over all of these details with you. So please yeah. remember to, one, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, Stitcher, anywhere you can think of, subscribe. Make sure to rate us five stars. We need those stars. We need people to see that we are new, noteworthy, and we are here for you guys. Also, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Just look up Shoujo Sunday, follow us, okay? Because we want to make sure that you get all of the extra content that we have for you. And I am your girl at Chica Supreme. Chica Supreme everywhere. Gianna? I am at Gianna underscore Luna underscore everywhere. That's Gianna with one N. And please tweet at us whether or not you stand still when you brush your teeth. Yes. <laughs> do you stand still or do you walk around? I need to know what y'all are doing with like <laughs> your your toothpaste batter. So... <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you guys as weird as me? Or are y'all as weird as me? <laughs> I can't get over two things I, I can't believe that shit either. That, <laughs> that came out today. I've never said that before today, but...
It kind of comes <laughs> with the territory. But yeah, Amazing. so like, let us know. And we'll see you for the next episode. Uh, we'll be going over episode 19 through 21. Okay, we'll see you next time. Yes, see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>